Welcome to this episode of Uncovering the Formula for Success podcast, brought to you by CrowdStrike, the official cybersecurity partner of the Mercedes-AMG Petronas Formula One team. We're proud to bring together CrowdStrike CEO George Kurtz and the newly crowned Formula One World Drivers' Champion, Lewis Hamilton, for this exclusive podcast. Get in there, Lewis. Awesome drive there, mate. Awesome drive. Absolutely stellar. What a fantastic job, guys. Really, really so impressed. Thank you so much. An incredible amount of victories and 17 world championships. An amazing set of results, Lewis. Thank you. It's been uh, a remarkable journey with this team. And I think what we've achieved is just, it's mind-blowing. And it's, it's going to take some time, I think, still. It's going to take months for it to probably sink in, um, is usually is the case, because we just continue to move on to trying to raise the bar and, and focus on what's next. But I'm really proud of everyone and incredibly uh, honoured and gr- grateful to be a part of uh, this journey. George, I, uh, I guess you having competed in the Spa 24 hours, you're probably ready to jump into an F1 seat now. You know, I'm so jealous all the time, but uh, we'll leave that to the professionals. And uh, it's just amazing to see what, what these guys can do. And again, congratulations to Lewis and the entire team. And it's just uh, fantastic to be a small part of the success there. And uh, we look forward to the future. Can I ask, George, have you been in Formula 1 car yet? You, you know, I, I know a guy who can help me out, so we'll work <laughs> on that. <laughs> we can spend some more time on your braking because I think it's just unbelievable how you can balance the car. So Yeah, that, uh, this, I mean, that started a long, long time ago, but uh, yeah. <laughs> George, I, I want to jump back a little bit. Um, I was going to say, uh, talking about the formula for success, it's, it's obviously not that easy. It's not one thing and a formula you put together. It's obviously a million small things put together. And I want to delve a little bit deeper into this. It didn't all start at the top. Um, it, it's a struggle on the way up, George. It, it, has, uh, it has been, and uh, it's an interesting career that, uh, that I had in, in the twists and turns. I mean, I, my dad died when I was super young. Um, we had no money, barely had enough money to finish my last year of, of college and uh, managed to scrape by. I got out of school. I got into accounting. I was always a computer guy, but I got into accounting, got super bored doing that and, you know, helped uh, do a bunch of things related to automation and somehow landed in security in, in 1993 when it was the early days. So I've been in it for a while and uh, it wasn't really fashionable uh, many, many years ago. And even when I started CrowdStrike in 2011, what we were doing from the cloud and the approach we took, you know, we had people laughing at us. I remember all the big companies. I mean, I worked at one of them and knew people all over the place and they just sort of laughed, hey, that's never going to work. And, um, you know, ultimately we just persevered and, and made it successful. So. You know, for us, it's, uh, it's really about protecting customers. But I think, you know, if you do the right things and you take care of your customers and, and your people, good things happen. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's amazing hearing from George, you know, some of his, the, the, the adversity that he faced uh, and the struggles, um, which it's so humbling, naturally. And he's, he's very humble and he's saying, I, I don't know, I, don't, I never use the word luck. Um, of course, you need fortune along the way. It's a tough business already just to get into, and um, it's amazing hearing that you're talking about, uh, you know, people laughing. And it's the same thing almost as me when I joined this team, um, or even just getting into racing. People, were like, that's never going to work. You're never going to do that. And here we are. And when I joined this team, everyone said, "This is the worst decision I could ever make. Your career's over." And we've just won seven world titles <laughs> in a row. So. 
Um, yeah, I, I think me growing up, I think it, naturally I started racing as a kid. So all I could think of was having fun and enjoying myself. But as I got signed when I was 13 and I started to realize, it, you know, the work that needed, that I needed to put in um, whilst doing, whilst f trying to finish school, but also delivering on each weekend and not taking it for granted because uh, there was one other driver that got signed and, and his deal was gone. Uh, it came and it went. So to hold on to the, the partnership was not easy. And so, uh, but yeah, my, particularly at the beginning when my dad was working uh, crazy, of course, as a kid, as a 10 year old, I, I, 13 year old, it was difficult to understand because I'd not been in the, in the working world. Uh, it was difficult to understand how difficult it was for him, but I could see how stressful for it was for him when he would come home. I could see how tough it was wearing on the family um, from the little that we had um, from the weekends that there were weekends that we couldn't compete because we didn't have the money to race. So uh, I could see that. And so I knew that when I did have the chance, I needed to knock it out of the park. And, you know, I didn't always do that, but I do more often nowadays. So it's good. I listened to you speaking 10 years ago and you spoke about looking back to know what's going to come in the future. I'd just like to know now with 10 years of hindsight, whether you can sort of reflect upon that. You said at the time there were more cases of malware in that year than there'd been in the previous 20 years combined. I just wonder you couldn't have foreseen what this year would have been and what CrowdStrike has had to deal with and everyone else, people working remotely and businesses going through a phenomenal stress and strain. No way you could have pictured this 10 years ago. No, I, you know, I mean, what we thought 10 years ago was the cloud was going to be the future. And again, that kind of gets back to people laughing at what we were doing and how we were doing. It wasn't fashionable to do what we do in 2011. And, uh, you know, as Lewis said, you know, a lot of people just laughed and just said, hey, those guys are going to fail. It's never going to work. And, you know, ultimately, you know, I think we, we have the last laugh. But if you look at where we are today and just what a big business cyber is for cyber, uh, you know, adversaries, if you will, e-crime actors. Uh, you probably have seen all the ransomware attacks, particularly in the healthcare industry. And there's a massive financial gain from these individuals. I mean, we, we, we get called in to folks who don't have our technology, who have a ransomware problem, and you're talking about millions and millions of dollars to pay to, for ransomware just to get their systems up and running. Um, obviously, you want to be able to prevent that. But not only is it a financial impact, but think about this. And there, this happened in Germany. Uh, is a person that actually died because uh, ransomware impacted some of the systems. So, you know, we've moved from it's annoying because your computer got infected and you lost some of your pictures to business resiliency issues and also life and death issues. And I think that's why cybersecurity is really part of the fabric of what we do. And it's only been accelerated with this digital transformation that we've seen as part of the pandemic and the, and the security transformation that has to take place as we move to kind of the future state of work from anywhere and uh, we're just never going to go back to the way things were. I don't know if you remember, um, you're obviously an author of Hacking Exposed. I wonder if you remember a, a quote that the book opens with. It's from Russell Crowe's Robin Hood, um, and the quote is, rise and rise again till lambs become lions. And I've heard you speak before about the fact you cannot be secure in the center of the flock and that idea of stepping out and stepping forwards. And Lewis, you referenced before about 
joining this team. And I don't think we've spoken about it before, but the idea of staying safe at the centre of a flock, um, you've obviously stepped forward out of that, despite being powered by Mercedes your whole career, to step away from McLaren where you were previously. And that bravery of stepping out of that, taking the risk on and bravery to go away from something you'd been at from when you were 13. I just I just wonder how you felt at the time. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I think it was, you know, I'd been with McLaren since I was 13. So, uh, you know, it was my family. Uh, and I was very safe there. I was well taken care of, but I think you know, McLaren had this amazing history. They had had multiple championships. They were super successful. And I I'd felt that I wasn't necessarily helping build something. It was already a, an illustrious team. It already had all that success. It had the biggest cabinet of trophies. And I didn't think that, I, and I wanted to go somewhere where I could help, I could be a, be a part of building something, you know? When I joined this team, it didn't have many trophies in the cabinet. Uh, you know, um, it was on the way up, it was growing, it was building, there was more people coming. And I, I, f I was like, I wanna go somewhere and see if I can utilize my, the, everything I've learned on all these years, the privilege of working at McLaren, can I apply that, that lear those learnings to a team that's not being very successful to becoming successful? and. Um, that for me just, it, for sure it was a risk. For sure there was moments I was like, geez, I don't know when I'm gonna win again. Uh, for sure I was like, I don't, you know, I had to really analyze a lot of, you know, the pros and cons. But for me, taking the risk, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're not going for a gap, you're not, you know, as Senna used to say, if you're not going for a, a gap, you're no longer a racing driver. I think if you're not taking risks in life, then you're standing still. And so uh, I could have stayed there, I mean, in hindsight, you look at if I had stayed, I wouldn't have another championship to my name. Um, I would still have, I would still be one time world champion after 14 years. Um, so, you know, it, things happen for a reason, one way or another. And yeah. I, I'm really, really grateful that I took that step. I took that leap of faith. And, um, you know, it's thanks to people like Nikki, um, rest his soul. Yeah. And, um, and, and to, to, to Ross and to Mercedes for, you know, to truly believing in me. As I prepared for a chance to catch up with you guys today, I looked at seven traits of highly successful people. And one of the things that really stood out to me and I wanted to talk to you about was about listening. So many people want your opinion. So many people ask you questions. How do you ensure you're still listening. You're making sure you hear the voices of other people so you can step forward. Well, listening is really important. And to your point, it's not just to listen, right? You really have to have uh, a, a, your, your ear attuned to what's being said and what isn't being said. And I think, you know, for me, what I try to do is to, to make sure that I go way down in the organization and talk to people on the ground. Uh, you know, who, who are the people that are, you know, changing the tires and making it all happen, right? It isn't, it isn't always just management. There's a whole, everyone in the field is, is doing things and they're much more attuned to what the customer wants. And I just talk to them and listen and ask a lot of questions. And I, I think the biggest area is not to just listen and sort of respond or have that natural tendency to try to fix something. It's really ask, asking a bunch of questions so that you can really uncover what's happening. And I think that's, you know, you just have to be intellectual 
intellectually honest. If you have a problem, you want to get it solved. You want to necessarily blame people, but unless you can get to the heart of it, you can never improve. And that's, you know, our philosophy is always get better every time. Even when we're winning with our customers and beating the competition, we can never stand still and we always want to get better and better. And unless you think about, you know, what your employees are telling you and really analyze and ask the questions, you're just going to be fooled into a false sense of security. How do you keep an eye from the top just to ensure that not only is everybody doing the right thing, but proactively doing the right thing? Well, I think it starts with sort of um, mission and culture. And that's one of the things when I started the company, we always talked about our mission. Even when people applied to the company, they they didn't send an email to like jobs at CrowdStrike. It was mission at CrowdStrike. And I think that mission and purpose is really what sets good companies apart from great companies. You know, our folks get up every day and they think about how to make our customers safe, how to prevent against breaches, and uh, to make sure our customers are happy. And it's a a big deal. They, They have their own businesses and they need to focus on being successful in their own business. And we need to help facilitate that by keeping them secure. And we take it personally. When we see these attacks and, and you know, we, we stop thousands and thousands and thousands of breaches every year. And this is not malware, right? These are hands-on keyboard people actively trying to get into your system. And when our team is engaged in that hand-to-hand combat, you know, they take it seriously. If there's an issue with a customer, they take it, you know, really, you know, hard. Um, and, and obviously we've done a great job in keeping our customers safe, but um, if, there's, if there's somebody trying to attack their, our customer, it's like trying to attack us and our family. And I think that, that sort of focus, mission, and purpose is really what allows our company to, and our people to do the right thing. They know what the mission is, and they need to decide on their own, like what are the best things, what are the values that we have as CrowdStrikers, and how do they execute that on a daily basis. And if you can focus on the customer, the rest of it takes care of itself. So you have to make sure that you, you, you paint the vision, but you also have the principles and integrity. And they know customer first. They know uh, always do the right thing. You know, we, we go out of our way to make sure that we do things the right way for our customers. And we're not going to cut corners. We're not a company that cuts corners. We're not a company that cheats. And, you know, for us, it's if you live by that, right, and you show people then it just trickles down to every part of the organization. And that's my, my job is to be able to set that tone for, for the rest of our employees. How about you, Lewis? I, I spoke to someone at the team at Mercedes the other day and they said, oh, you know, when, when Lewis is here, it really seems like he's, a, he's at home at the factory. It seems like his work hat's been taken off. He, he walks around and speaks to everybody. But what I also see is that when you're there, it galvanizes people. That idea of, I'm making this for Lewis Hamilton. And it must be incredible that you can be racing somewhere miles off in the world, and yet there's people there making things for you at the next race. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, um, I was really fortunate when I was younger to go to uh, McLaren, and I did my work experience actually at McLaren, and I remember seeing the, back then the people in the background who were working on... Gear, making gear ratios, building the exhausts, um, and knowing that, that those finished pieces would be on the car that I watched the drivers uh, race with, you know, from Mika to, to Kimi and Montoya. And um, I think always, you know, for me, I understood that there was this group, large group of people in the background. And I remember those guys when I said at, at McLaren saying, I'm building this for so-and-so, you know, and dreamed of one day having people like that thinking I'm, you know, I'm building this for, uh, for Lewis. Um, 
you know, when I go to the factory today and I see, you know, they're all really the unsung heroes. So I try to, there's, there's so many people naturally and so many moving parts, but it brings so much warmth to my heart to see those people back then who, back there who are giving, who are really putting in overtime to make, like if you look at our reliability, we've had the best reliability. It's, it's almost unimaginable reliability that we've had that, you know, yeah. and it's down to all those people doing their job. Like it's my real privilege when I get back and get to see them at work. Um, and, uh, and know that when I'm on the track and I'm delivering a result, I'm doing it for that, you know, certain, you know, yeah. particularly in every single one of them, but I, because I've seen that person at work, it makes it that much more special for me. We started this discussion by talking about uncovering the formula for success. And I think it's pretty obvious that in this time, we won't be able to uncover every area. But one thing I've really noticed is passion and joy. When, when both of you talk about what you do, your eyes light up. Um, it's something I find really interesting about both of you because you're not just like that about what you love to do with your job. You're both like about it about so many other areas and maybe that's one of the keys to success um and for lewis you uh, music and fashion and other business interests i just you've both been seeking out other areas i just wonder whether it's something you see in other successful people lewis whether it's athletes and uh, musicians and george in business uh, people looking for fun and joy everywhere and it helps i don't know build some way this this great success yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think, you know, we all, you know, we're all struggling with something. We're all, uh, there's always this, you've got to find what you're passionate about and what you love doing. And, you know, me and my personal in, 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 in the journey, there was a point it just got too serious. And, you know, we only have one life. You have to enjoy what you, you're doing. You've got to find happiness every day in, in what you're doing. You've got to find you know, you know what I mean? And I think that's been really important yeah. for me to, to really be able to live in the moment. Um, yes, it's a competitive uh, space that I'm in, but damn, I get in that car when I put down the visor and the team start up the car and I leave the garage. I had the biggest smile even today after all these, all these years of racing. And if there's ever a day that that doesn't happen, I don't get that smile, then I know that it's kind of, it's done. I need to move on mm -hmm. to something else. But that doesn't mean just because you're good at one thing and you're successful at one thing doesn't mean that you can't have also other, th uh, other things that also add to that, that, you know. And so I try to find other things I'm passionate about. I love music, so playing the, from playing the guitar to trying to learn to play the piano, which I'm not that great at, but uh, I know I can get there at some stage. I think it's super important. It's interesting because if I look at you and your energy, uh, Lewis, through your career, it just seems to me the more you've done away from track, the more energy and success you've had, whether it's uh, skydiving or, or jet skiing or surfing, you get more energy. You fly out the blocks every time. Um, uh, George, is the, uh, is the same thing true for you? It is, you know, when you when you're so focused, uh, you know, on on one particular area, your profession, you know, obviously Lewis is his profession is racing. Mine is uh, is security and running a company. But when you're so focused on that, you need other outlets, right? Uh, but it doesn't mean that your personality changes. So, you know, uh, on the on the 
you know, in my career, it's all about winning, uh, helping our customers be safe, but it's also about winning. And I think that's one of the areas that, that really drives me is, you know, we want to win professionally. We take it uh, personally if we lose. Not, you don't win every deal, right? But just like you don't win every race. And I think, you know, for me, we've been lucky enough to integrate the, the car racing, which is a passion of mine into into CrowdStrike. You know, we've got CrowdStrike Racing, we've got, a, you know, folks even outside of me, and it's been great for the brand. Obviously, you know, we're, we're part of the Formula One team. Um, and, you know, what that allows us to do, or me personally, is it's a bit of an outlet, right? I can tell you, you know, I'm sure Lewis is probably the same way, we can hear from him, but I've never thought about an email or a phone call or a voicemail or anything in the car, because you can't. You know, you're just totally focused on something, and for me, that, that's, uh, that's an outlet, right? And that, that recharges my battery so that I can get back, you know, in the office and, uh, you know, focus on winning. So it's winning on and off the track. And, and I can tell you one of the things that I always ask people when I interview them, you know, we talk about winning a little bit, is what drives you? Is it your love to win or is it your hatred to lose? You know, and each person has a different answer, but it, it tells you a little bit about their personality and what drives them. And, you know, for me, I hate to lose. I can tell you, you know, I lose a race. I think about it for, for two weeks. Now, maybe Lewis is, he's better than me and in, in, uh, he's better than me in a lot of ways in, in racing, obviously, but maybe he's gotten past, you know, if you lose something, you, you can get through it. But it's two weeks of just, man, I can't believe I lost that. And when you win, it's like, oh yeah, I, I should have won. And that lasts for about a day. So it's those sort of things that drive you both, you know, on and off the track, you know, at least, at least for me. It's really interesting, uh, George, because I'm, I'm very much the same. I, I, I think I've always been someone that has hated to lose, but I've somehow, I don't know, I can't really explain how, I've managed to find myself on the other side. So I love, I love getting to the end of that race first and, and that the, the happiness of that lasts a lot longer than it ever did before. So it's interesting. I've, Trans so you've I've, shifted that round in a way. It's somehow shifted. I don't really know how. Wow. I guess it's come with the age. Well, that's because you never lose, Lewis. I mean, <laughs> you, you had to shift. <laughs> I lose a lot more than you. Maybe we can work on that. We can keep going forwards in that area. Um, George, you, you talked about the love of winning there. And I guess to both of you, maybe we've um, covered it slightly there. What is it that gets you out of bed every morning? Because it's not a case of just saying, oh, it's uh, I go to work because it's fun. To be the best, you've got to work bloody hard as well. So what gets you up flat out every day? Well, for me, it's, it's really, again, it's, it's winning, right? It's keeping our customers safe. And it's also the shared winning. You know, we've, we've impacted so many lives of CrowdStrikers in a positive way. Obviously, we've had great success. We IPO the company last year. We started something called the CrowdStrike Foundation, which is, uh, gives back to many different community activities. Um, our last one was uh, Black Girls Code, which was getting diversity into, uh, into the field of security and coding. So we, we've been able to take our success and, you know, my personal success and be able to uh, multiply that. And that's, you know, that's really rewarding for what we want to do, me personally, and to impact people's lives in a positive way, whether it's CrowdStrikers or where, whether it's our customers. Those are the things that get me up every day. And how about you, Lewis? Because uh, George mentioned winning there. Is it, is it the winning? I think George took the word out of my mouth in terms of winning. I think that's the ultimate thing. Uh, but very similar to George, I think, um, you know, as I've 
gone along my career understanding, I, I never thought I'd have people following me and I realized mm. the importance um, of, of what I'm doing to people in terms of just, and yes, I love getting up and working with a team towards a common goal. You know, being a part of a team who all, you know, to be the, kind of be the, the you know, get the icing on the top of the cake or, you know, the finishing touch uh, or catalyst to, um, to getting success with a team. I think that's, that's super exciting, but it's the idea also that there's probably a young kid watching me and realizing that it's also possible. That's super exciting for me. So um, it's a combination of things. It's been such a privilege to spend time with you both. Uh, the world is so busy now. We we rarely get time for these sort of long-form discussions. And uh, it's been such a, a privilege to speak to you both. And uh, we, we started by looking back 10 years. And maybe we'll wrap up by looking forward 10. Uh, I don't know where either of you will be, but uh, I look forward to seeing the outcome because I'm sure the foot will still be down flat to the floor. Thank you so much, uh, Lewis, George, for your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. CrowdStrike. We stop breaches. We're also the official cybersecurity partner for the Mercedes-AMG Petronas Formula One team. Trusted by champions. Protected by leaders. Take us for a test drive at crowdstrike.com forward slash F1.